Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. The Bad Guy, a.k.a. Money Compton. And again, we got another action-packed show of the Sports Business Podcast available on all platforms. So that means if you do listen to this on Google, Stitch, you know, I always run with Team Apple, so it's always got to be on Apple Podcasts. So shout out to everybody out here listening to it. <clears throat> and we are, we're going to come out here hot and blazing, guns blazing, because, um, yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about today. And I'm a, I'm salty about a lot of things today. I'm in, I'm in a salty mood. Um, and you know we we heard that no, the Joker, aka Nikola Jokic, won um, the MVP uh, a couple of days ago, and probably the most winner by default ever MVP race that you could possibly ever think of. Um, you got you got him that ba- Jokic basically won the MVP in my opinion um, by default. Um, I believe he played in all 72 games this season. Um, the final three, the three finalists was Joel Embiid, who missed about 20 some odd games. And then Steph Curry, who um, his team didn't even make it into the NBA playoffs. Here's my thing about Jokic. Do I think he's a great player? Absolutely. Do I think he's a top, top uh, 10 player? Um, no. Do I think he's a perennial all-star? Yeah. Do I think he's a guy that you can say, hey, go win me a championship? I mean, we'll see. He's still in the playoffs, but this dude's not even a top 10 player. Um, when I when I think of top 10 players, I don't have them in my top 10. I don't even know if I have them in my top 15, honestly. Um, so there's that. Um, and, and if we're talking about, you know, the, the reason why he won is because he was the most most healthiest. I mean, OK, um, I believe the year Allen Iverson won the MVP, I believe that was in 2001. Um, he missed a, he missed a, 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 a few games, probably about 15 to 20 games that season. Um, I believe Steph Curry. Um, that first season, the 2015 season, I think he missed a few games. Um, so, you know, if we're, if we're just talking about just availability, I mean, okay, sure. But I think Joel Embiid had a better season. If LeBron didn't get hurt and miss all of those games, he had a better season. Russell Westbrook had a better season. Steph Curry definitely had a better season. Um, and if we're talking about if we want to even reward winning, okay, cool. How come Chris Paul didn't get any MVP votes? The team literally went um, from a afterthought to a team that won, I believe, plus 20 games for, compared to last season. So if you want to put Chris Paul in there, I'm cool with that. I'm not saying that the dude didn't deserve it. Um, we we're starting to see that Giannis Antetokounmpo is somewhat of a fraud um, based off of that. We're going to get into that in a minute. Who we going to get into that? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm salty because I'm a Golden State Warrior fan. Well, I mean, I am, but you know, do I think Steph deserved to win it? <sighs> Maybe um, if we're talking about the word valuable, then I think that's what the key component of what the most valuable player is, is the key word valuable. Um, if you take away Steph Curry on that team, how many how many wins did the Warriors have last season? Uh, about less than 20 compared to a team that just went to five NBA championships in a row. I mean, we're talking about possibly the second greatest point guard ever to play the game. I don't know. You can, you can give him a fair argument that if there's no Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors, then what? Um, you're going to have the same repeat of what happened last year. So can you can you make an argument to that? Absolutely. Um, Joel Embiid. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to d- take a deep dive into the Sixers and Hawks series in a few minutes. But, you know, he he balled out this season. He he made leaps and bounds. And, you know, whether it was because of a new coaching regime or whatnot, um, you can say that he he deserved it as well. So 
I'm not saying that Nikola Jokic didn't deserve it, um, but I was talking to somebody the other day, you know, with Giannis winning it two years in a row, which now it looks like maybe we owe James Harden an apology, possibly. Um, but, you know, it, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, the voters need to figure out what what what, what is the criteria? What are you guys looking for? Because if we're just looking for somebody who just balled out this year because he was healthy and played all the games, then we need to change the word from most valuable player to the most available player. Because that's what it seems like. They just gave it to Jokic because he was the most available player because he played in all 72 games a season. And that's cool. He had great numbers. He, he averaged, you know, 20-some-odd points, uh, I think double-digit rebounds, and he was one of the league leaders in assists. So not saying that the dude is, is a bad player, but how many people in this world have Nikola Jokic as a top-10 player? I don't. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the colleagues, a lot of my colleagues and a lot of people out there in the press row, they don't even have him as your top 10 player. So congratulations for being the most healthiest player, I guess. That's all you're going to get from me, my man. But, um, you know, we just got to put that out there um, and and go from there. But next thing we got going on is game two tonight. We got one game on the slate. Um, we got the, the Denver Nuggets, the MVP winner, the, uh, who the new MVP winner um, against the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, the Suns showed out last last game and they were able to uh, come come back and, and, and close it out in the fourth quarter and make things happen. <clears throat> Man, you know, I kept saying uh, a few weeks ago I wasn't sold on the Suns. Um, I'm going to say I'm probably more sold on the Suns than I am probably the Jazz. And I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to see the Utah Jazz actually win the NBA championship. For me to be consider for me to consider them to be a, a, a real team, so that doesn't mean if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, that doesn't even mean if they make it to the NBA Finals. For me to be a believer of the Jazz, they gonna have to win the NBA championship for me to even like be on for me to even believe that. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, if the Utah Jazz even win like get to the NBA Finals, I'm probably not gonna watch it. Just saying, I don't want to see the Utah Jazz against the I don't know Atlanta Hawks in the NBA Finals. Just saying, it just doesn't sound really appealing to me to want to watch that. So I'm banking on it, just hoping for the sake of my, for my sanity, that the Utah Jazz don't even make it to the NBA Finals because I don't want to watch them. Um, that's just me. But do I like the Suns? I'm, 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 a, I'm sold on the Suns. Like I think DeAndre Ayton has finally showed to be that number one overall pick that they got about two or three years ago. Um, Devin Booker is finally coming into his own. Um, they got some good Mikael Bridges. Um, he's a good player. Um, they got the Cameron kid. He's really, really good. Then you got CP3, who for some reason all of a sudden looks like that broke shoulder, ain't broke no more, and it's fixed. He's out here making things happen. So if you can keep a healthy CP3, I mean, they they might be able to beat the Nuggets. Now here's the thing about the Nuggets: they made a deep run in the in the play in the bubble last year, and you had Jamal Murray. Um, he's out with that torn ACL, but you still got Nikola Jokic, and you still got Michael Porter Jr., who's coming off of the bench, dropping twenty some odd points a game. So. I mean, you got him, you got Aaron Gordon, um, you got um, Will Barton, you also got, uh, um, um, I can't think of my man's name, uh, Monte Morris, Monte Morris, I believe, is out there, he's really, really good, so the Denver Nuggets got players, and they're they're a really, really deep team, Um, especially if you got a cat like Michael Porter Jr. who's coming off the bench, just dropping 20-some-odd points in a quarter. Um, night in, night out, night in and night out. I mean, that's that's pretty deep. Um, this dude was a lottery pick. I think a top ten pick a couple of years ago. And this dude's coming off the bench. And ladies and gentlemen, he ain't feeling that either. He ain't feeling that role. So whenever he gets in the when he gets in the game, he's not he's not wasting any minutes. Um, and, and and I'm with it. I feel it. I feel him. Like you came in, 
Um, you were supposed to be a top overall pick, um, possibly even the number one overall pick. But, you know, the, the hip injury was a, was a bigger deal than we all thought it was. Ended up having a redshirt his rookie season. But now we're showing he's showing us that he's a legitimate player. Um, so the Nuggets, you know, this is a game. This is a, this is a big this is a must win game for them, um, especially when you're the lower seed. The, the, what you want to do is always split the first two games, especially if you're on the road. So if you're on the road and you want to split those first two games, you're in, you're in pretty good shape going into the next games three and four back at your home court. So the Nuggets, if they can win this game tonight, they're not in bad shape. They, they're 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 going to they're they're need to do what they're supposed to do, and that's to split the the first two games. Can they do it? I think so. The only thing about the Suns is they're very very young. Outside of Chris Paul, there's really not too many teams. There's just not too many players on this team that have playoff experience. That's going to, you know, eventually the more and more you get deeper in the playoffs and the longer these series goes, that kind of, that becomes a wear and tear on them. Chris Paul does make everyone better on his team. So that can probably be an even wash. But if I'm going to go tonight, who I got, I'm going to go with the Nuggets, man. I think, I think Nikola Jokic winning the MVP, you know, him being announced that, I think that that's going to be somewhat of a morale booster for them boys. And they're going to be able to play a pretty good game, a very decent game. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then you also had last night, you had these 76ers against the Atlanta Hawks after I said, after game one, and I don't call this dude, doc rivers. I call him by his government name because I've always said Glenn rivers is probably one of the most overrated coaches in the NBA of all time. If you take away the 2008 Boston Celtics team, um, winning that championship off of a freebie because he had a big three with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen. What has Glenn Rivers ever done in the NBA? What has he done? He couldn't take a Doc, or he couldn't take a Dwight Howard-led team to the NBA Finals. Stan Van Gunny took, inherited that team and took him to the Finals. He goes to LA, replaces Vinny Del Negro, but if we keep it at a buck, I don't see any improvements from what Vinny Del Negro did to what they got to what they had with Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, and all them other guys there. They that that he didn't do anything there. Also blows a 3-1 series lead last season um against the Nuggets, I believe. And and you know, well so why so my question's always been why do we give Glenn Rivers all of these amnesty chances? Chances. Same reason why we do with Mike D'Antoni. Glenn Rivers gets too many chances where like the time has passed. Like, bro, you're not that good of a coach. It's clearly in and, and game one was a perfect example. There's no reason game one at your home court that your team is down 26 points in the first half. That's not a talent issue. That's a coaching issue. That's a coaching issue. And then you want to go and complain about how Ben Simmons is being officiated because Trey, Trey DeBarge, because, you know, us light skinned cats got to stick together. Trey DeBarge do look like one of them uh, DeBarge brothers. Like he looks like a missing DeBarge. So Trey DeBarge, he out here, you know, manipulating the rules. He's making, being able to make a guy who's 6'10", willing, weighing anywhere between 220 to 240 against a guy who's 6'1", dripping wet, uh, uh, what, 180, 190, dripping wet. He's going to be able to manip the rules. He's going to be able to, to be a little bit more dramatic than the next player. Um, so, you know, you want to complain about that. But then again, yet yesterday, last night's game, even though you won the game, bravo, it took a Herculean effort with Joel Embiid, who's on one knee with a torn meniscus, dropping 40 some odd points, 11 some uh, double digit rebounds, and still they weren't really out of the woods until late in the fourth quarter. Um, and then my next question is going to be Glenn Rivers, when are you going to open up Pandora's box and let Ben Simmons go wild? 
We know that Ben Simmons isn't the guy who's going to give you 20, 30 points a night. But Ben Simmons got to do more than uh, toss up three shots in a game. There's no way you can have a former number one overall pick throwing up three shots a game. Just, there's just no way as your point guard. There's just no way you can do that. Um, that's inexcusable. The Atlanta Hawks did what they were supposed to do. They came in, split their home, and they split the two games. Now they're going back to the A. You got Trey DeBarge, who, who probably got his head. He's probably one of the most confident players in the NBA, feeling good about himself. And they're going back to the A. Um, side note, I didn't know they had a barbershop at, um, well, it used to be called Phillips Arena. I think it's State Farm Arena. I didn't know they had a barbershop there. Like, yo, can I go over there and get lined up over there? Because I wouldn't mind getting lined up at a barbershop in the stadium, but um, I digress. Getting back on point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you got you got Trey DeBarge. You got um, Rondo, or not, I'm sorry, um, Danella Gallinari. You got one of the Bobanovich boys out there just balling. Collins is out here dunking on people, so... I mean, this is, and again, in game two, it got chippy. These people was out here throwing bows, you know, tossing each other around. So this is a real series. And this is probably the entertaining, most entertaining series I've seen so far. You know, people are asking me, hey, yo, E, can, can the Hawks beat the Sixers? Yeah, I think they can. I honestly think they got a chance. They're a really, really coached, well-coached team. Nate McMillan has figured out how to play. He's picked up the pace with his players. He has a whole bunch of athletes on that team. And he's going against Glenn Rivers, who clearly doesn't know how to make in-game adjustments. He just doesn't know how to make those in-game adjustments. Um, you got a cat like Shake Shake Milton, uh, Shake Milton, who's out here. I guarantee you, he's not going to be able to pull off one of those games again. Maybe game four, game five, back in at, back at Wells Fargo Arena in Philadelphia, but he ain't going to be able to do that on the road. Um, so I, I don't know what um, what the Sixers can do. But if you ask me, do I think the the Hawks can beat the Sixers? Absolutely, they can. Um, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, honestly, um, just, just based off the fact that Embiid's not healthy, we don't know what is going on in Ben Simmons head. Um, he's definitely Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. If I ever seen one in my life, um, you got Tobias Harris, AKA J Cole. Um, you know, he, he can get off his shots, but Danny green, you know, the Philly, the Philly fan base let him hear it last night. And this is what Danny green does. He either is Mr. On or he's Mr. Off. Um, he's one, you know, so we'll see what type of Danny Green they end up getting for the rest of the series, but he ain't been hitting recently, and I don't know, well, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where when you're hitting your shots, you're hitting them, and if you're not, you know, Philly gonna let you, they gonna give you the business, they gonna give you the business, so, uh, <laughs> it's, it's an entertaining series, I'm really, really happy to see that there's some chippiness, it's not this whole rah-rah, we all homeboys, homegirls type of game going on that these people out here trying to get it in, so, um, yeah, I, I'm really, really looking forward to the series. It's probably my favorite series um, going going into the final, you know, the semis. And then you also had last night, <laughs> the Utah Jazz against the L.A. Clippers. Folks, I don't know if I've ever seen a team. I, I don't think I've ever seen two teams matched up against each other where nobody knows what to expect. You got a team in the Utah Jazz that they have the best record in the NBA. They, they, they're the overall number one seed. And nobody has any faith in them. Then you got a team like the LA Clippers <laughs> that they're going up against, where the same thing. They're the number one four. They're the number four seeded team. Um, they have Kawhi Leonard. They have Paul George. They have Rajon Rondo. They have uh, Batum. They have Kennard. They have Pat Beverly. They have Reggie Jackson. They have all of these players, but yet nobody knows what to expect from them. Nobody. Nobody. Had, everyone has their expectations because of the fact that one. They had an epic meltdown in the bubble. 
two. They they lost two straight games against the Dallas Mavericks, where everyone thought that they, they went seven games, as a matter of fact, against the Dallas Mavericks, where clearly they almost messed around and started tanking just to play the Mavericks and almost bit them in the butt. Um, so we have two teams that two fan bases where neither one of these teams have even won an NBA championship, but yet two, nobody has any faith in either one. It's like it's like it's like someone's gonna have to win by default. Um, you know, do I think Spider Mitchell is a good player? Absolutely, but he is a little inconsistent at times. Um, Mike Conley being out, that that's that that's a big deal. And if we're, if we're talking about hamstrings right now, look at James Harden. We don't know what a hamstring can do. That's one of those injuries where you can't do nothing but sit there. You know, you could probably maybe rehab in the pool, but that's about it. There's really nothing too much you can do as far as rehab goes. So, I mean, you know, it came down to a one-shot, um, one-possession game last night, and Gobert was able to get Marquise Morris. But why the hell is Marquise Morris or one of those Morris twins, why is he even taking the game when he shot? Like, that needs to be either in Paul George or Kawhi Leonard's hands. The fact that it was in one of those twins, um, twins' hands, it, it shouldn't even been there. Side note. Who 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 pronounced those two guys, Markeith and Marcus Morris? Who pronounced those guys the 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 the, the Billy the, the the bad the bad boys of NBA? Like why why do so many people why why do they get at such a huge pass in NBA? Like what have they done in the NBA? That's my number one question. Like what have they done? They had a pretty good game careers in Kansas, but they they just they just get a free they get street cred. Like I haven't seen anything that they've done on the court where I'm like ooh. Them dudes is, you know, they some goons. Like, nah, they just get it. Like, they get this, they get this rep as if they're like these bad boys. But what have you done? Like, what have you done for me lately? To quote, quote the Negro poet Janet Jackson, nothing. So why are you giving this clown the ball to even have the game winning shot? That's a shot that either Kawhi or Paul George needs to be taken. And if we're talking about Paul George, bruh, what is going on with this man? You can't be going five for sixteen in game one and keep calling yourself playoff P. You, you can't. You're going to have to start saying, uh, uh, just you do have to go by. You don't get no nicknames at this point. You ain't PG-13. You ain't play, uh, playoff P. Your name is Paul George, bro. And until you start playing uh, uh, at a high level in the playoffs, then maybe we can start talking about you getting a nick- nickname. But as right now, we're going to call you what your government name is, Paul George. That's it. That's all you're getting, bro. Because you're too inconsistent. You're way too inconsistent. This is just a head scratcher um, series for me. Like one, I don't care. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I had it on as background noise last night, but I mean, I really don't care who wins. Um, I want the Utah Jazz to lose just so I don't have to come on the show and eat crow. But I mean, I still got two more series for me to do that. Um, <laughs> so honestly, I mean, this is just a team that you just don't trust. You got you got the a, a Jazz fan base where a Jazz team that nobody is picking. Because nobody knows if they're legit or not. And then you got the Clippers team where they've just proven to be not a mentally tough team. And if they're not a mentally tough team, I mean what else can they what else can 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 they face? So it's gonna be interesting, but I'm just saying, I you know, who who you think gonna win the series? Yes is my answer. That's all I got for you because I really don't care. I just don't. Don't care. And then you got the travesty of <laughs> the murder massacre of the Brooklyn Nets against the Milwaukee Bucks. <sighs> Man, I'm going to keep it a buck, bro. I knew the series was going to be ugly, but I didn't think it was going to be this ugly. There is no reason why a team in the second round of the NBA playoffs 
is down at one point by 49 points. No excuses. Uh, Mike Budenholzer is another version of Glenn Doc Rivers, a guy who just doesn't know how to make adjustments, a guy who keeps getting opportunities after opportunities after opportunities, who has proven to you that he cannot take that team to the next level. Another perfect example is Mike Budenholzer of the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to tell you this. If and when the Bucks lose, and I don't know if it's going to be in four and five, four games or five, he got to go. He has to go, like, immediately. Like, bro, don't even do your press conference. You need to just go in your little office, wherever wherever the game is held at. You need to go ahead and just pack your bags up and exit stage. Don't even travel with the team because you you got to go. Um, and then the next question is, we want to start looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo a little sideways. You know, he had this whole feel-good story. He won two MVPs in a row. We kind of gave him a pass last season because of the bubble situation, even though, you know, that should have been a situation where they should have been able to go ahead and lock that up and get at least to the NBA Finals. They couldn't even do that. Got bodied up by the Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, got bodied up by, the, I believe it was the Heat. Um, and, and and now look at them. They out here looking like boo the damn fool. Um, losing by 30? Are you kidding me? Or 40? Are you kidding me? Chris Middleton, I've always felt like, is a fraud, and he just happens to be another person by default who gets to be in the he who gets to be top named an Eastern All Star because he plays in the East. Um, you know, he's been in the All Star game a couple of times the last couple of years, but I never thought he was good. Drew Holiday, I think he's good, um, but I don't think he's a good fit for that team. So I I, I think that I hope. What the Bucks did is they didn't practice. They had a, a legitimate soul-searching meeting, a players-only meeting, and said, "Hey, bro, we gonna have to go out here swinging, and we gonna have to go out here. Um, you know, we gonna have to come out and have a little bit of respect." Number eleven of the Brooklyn Nets and, and KD. I mean, they were supposed to take this team to the promised land before James Harden got there, and they are proving that just with them two right now, they're probably able to do it. Um, I, I don't think the Hawks or the Sixers even can beat uh, number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets and a KD team alone. Well, that's not even without Harden. You got Blake Griffin out here drinking the fountain of youth out here dunking on fools. Um, you got Joe Harris, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the league out here icing fools. So I just don't know <laughs> what the Milwaukee Bucks can do outside of just play hard. And I don't even see effort out there. Like, they just out here getting demoralized. So... I, I mean, I think they might be able to get one, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a sweep. And if it's a sweep, the way they are just getting demolished, it's not even cool. Like, that's just blatant just disrespect. Like, it's just a waste of everybody's time, everybody effort, and this is how they want to do it. <sighs> I guess. And then the question is going to be, what do the Bucks do? Giannis, you just signed this, uh, this fat contract. You said that you want to stay in Milwaukee. All right, bro, bro. Just be, let it be known. Ain't nobody going to be signing up in Milwaukee as a free agent. So then you got to start looking at your battle buddies to your left and your right on who you want out so you can try to recruit some players to come to Milwaukee. Because I guarantee you, ain't nobody going to Milwaukee as no free agent. I can assure you that. Not to mention, this isn't the best free agency class as well. So I don't know what the Milwaukee front office is planning on doing, but they better start getting on the phone right now and starting to figure out what they can do to make this happen because... I wouldn't say maybe next year, or I'm, I'm going to say right now, they lose, if and when they lose this series, people are going to start looking at Giannis a little sideways because he's a guy who can't put a team on his shoulders. And now we have to start looking at him as, is he a number one player or is he a compliment to a number one? He's a, he's a tweener. We don't know that yet. So we, in right now, well, what we do know, he's not a number one. 
he's a he he needs he needs to be complimented to someone. Now you have to start looking around. Who can you bring up to Milwaukee to compliment Giannis, or who Giannis can compliment? That's a tall task. To, that's a tall task to order. That, that's a tall task of order to make to be able to recruit somebody to come up to Milwaukee and say, "Hey, this is what we need, and here's where we we gonna go ahead and just sell the farm, and we are gonna bring in some winners." I mean, you think about it. They traded away Drew Holiday to get Drew Holiday. Traded Eric Bledsoe. I believe Chris Middleton came. Um, uh, it was a trade. No one's really signed to Milwaukee, so. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting, and it ain't really looking good for Giannis and the, and the Bucks. But I got this in I got this in a sweep. I, I just can't see how you lose by forty and you're able to just to come back and and win. I mean, do I want to see it? Do I want to see it a, a legitimate series? Yeah, absolutely. But at the rate you're all are going right now, it ain't gonna happen. And that's not even to talk about if, if and when James Harden needs to come back. I mean, at the rate they're going, James Harden don't need to come back in this series. I would really estimate what Game 3 looks like before I make that command decision on whether we want to even bring James Harden back this series or not. Because at the rate they're going, James Harden can rest all he wants. And he might be able to rest all the way up until the NBA Finals at the rate they're going. And I kid you not, I think the two players of number 11 and KD can beat the Sixers and the Hawks with no problems. Do you want to get James Harden a couple of, a few minutes of run um, before the NBA Finals? Absolutely. But why risk it? We've seen injuries with like Klay Thompson. We've seen injuries with KD when it came down to stuff like this. So why risk it? You guys are in uh, you, the, the Nets are in the best shape as far as as far as what what we do know. There's nobody in the East that's gonna stop this team. Point blank. Period. Um, and, and that and that's just facts. So I, all I know is the Bucks better be able to come out and just to go throwing on their shield, or they gonna have a whole lot of questions that they gonna have to answer this offseason and. Rightfully so. It's it's about time to start. They got to start answering some questions. Rightfully so. I think it is time. So, um, man, I hope you all enjoy this uh, this this episode. Um, you know, I, I really do. It's available. This podcast is available on all platforms. You can go ahead and Google us: S P O R T Z B I Z N E S S. You can find us on the web. You can find us on Twitter. You can also email the show at gmail.com. But, you know, before we dip on up out of here and, and, and get, get cracking with these games tonight, um, you know, we always got to dip out of here with the W of the day. <laughs> I saw this article today and I was just like, why? Who cares? Um, and it, it goes back to, I guess LeBron James is changing his jersey number from number 20 to number six. What? Uh, bro, who cares? Like, ain't you supposed to be in Cancun? Like, not like, why are we hearing from you? Like, we shouldn't be hearing from you until at least July when you're supposed to be promoting Space Jam and possibly in the Olympics. Like, don't nobody care about what jersey number you're trying to wear? Who do you think you is? Kobe Bryant? Like, you think you're going to get two jerseys, two numbers retired up there? Like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? Why? Like, why do you always have to be all up in the videos? Why do you always have to be all up in the mix? This is the time where you have young stars like Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Nokella Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. You have all of these young talents where the league is, these young guns is ready to take the reins of your old self and you still want to be all up in the videos. You still all up here trying to make make headlines and getting all this delusion, all these delusional Laker fans some type of false sense of hope that number six LeBron going to come back because those are his best years in his whole entire career when he was with Miami. First of all, bro, you coming into year, I believe, 19, Bro, who cares? Like, why do you like just first? Like, just who cares? Just just enjoy Cancun, enjoy your off season. Go ahead and start making your roster moves like you do every year. When you don't get things your way, you start cleaning house. Go ahead and start working on that. 
But don't nobody care about you changing your number from 23 to number six. This this is this is like news. Like you sound like a child right now. It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I need to change and I need to change it. Here's what we better do. We gonna run it back. Bro, just just chill. Just chill. I like the shoes that's coming out for the Space Jams. Like I'm, I'm digging them. I'm about to get the LeBron 19s. They're kind of clean. They clean. I'm, I'm probably one of the only people that do Rock LeBron shoes. But bro, chill. You, you ain't got to be all up in the videos. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy Cancun. Enjoy fishing. Enjoy whatever it is that you're doing. And just move aside, bro. You don't have to be making headlines over the most, not the silliest things in the whole entire world. Not to mention, you don't have to buy out whatever inventory that was made for all your number 23 jerseys before you can even get that stuff approved. So, I mean... It's going to be even watched, but the, but the simple fact that you think you're going to pull a Kobe and get two numbers retired up in Staples Center, I guess. The fact that matters is, have you done even enough to get your number one, number one reti- number jersey retired? Probably not, B. You probably ain't even did enough to do that. So just chill, man. Just sit down somewhere, dog. Sit down somewhere, please. We don't want to hear from you. We'll hear from you at Space Jam, which I don't even know if I'm going to watch that movie. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, man, I hope y'all enjoyed this program. Hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. We're going to run it back next week. We're going to run it back. We always do. Anyway, anything in between, feel free to reach out to us. Other than that, peace and love. We out.